Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Influence with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Influence. One third of privately owned businesses in the world are owned by women. And yet those same businesses earn less than 1% of large corporate and government spend with suppliers on average globally. This year on March the 8th, International Women's Day, nonprofit group We Connect International, which works to improve supply chain diversity kicked off its hashtag rise to the challenge campaign to encourage supply chain diversity. So what could the campaign mean for your business or how can your organization take on the challenge to reach for supply chain diversity? We find out now with Mrinalini Venkatachalam, We Connect International's Regional Director for Southeast Asia and Oceania. Welcome to the program, Mini. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for giving me the, play, uh, the opportunity to be here today. Great to hear from you and your insights. So what is the hashtag Rise to the Challenge campaign? Who are some of your members and how much of global products do they source? Um, so the Rise to the Challenge um, campaign invites multinational corporations to make a public commitment to buying from women-owned businesses. So this could be anything from, um, you know, a dollar amount, it could be a percentage, or it could be other commitments that they're making towards helping women-owned businesses grow. We work with uh, most of the largest corporations in the world. So, you know, there's Johnson Johnson, P&G, Dell, all of the large multinational corporations, um, 116 of them. And all of them, um, when they join us, they make a commitment to buying from women-owned businesses. Um, and so now we're working with them to make those public commitments um, and then, uh, you know, leverage that to put more money in the hands of women because um, together all of these corporations have more than $1 trillion in purchasing power. And just imagine um, what kind of a difference that could make in the community if that was in the hands of women. All right. So over 110 members sourcing over $1 trillion worth of products and services. Now, is this the first time that you are calling for a committed spend from buyers? This is the first time our CEO and co-founder Elizabeth Vasquez has made such a broad and sweeping public ask to the member buyers. Um, But, you know, usually when they become a member, these organizations are already making a statement that they want to support women-owned businesses. But very few of them have made international public spend commitments and even fewer include a specific women-owned target. So that's why we launched this campaign, because we are focused on getting a women-owned specific commitment publicly stated and visible on every one of our member sites for the world to see. All right. So who are some of these organizations that have risen to the challenge to publicly commit to a specific spend target or a project to advance women-owned businesses? Well, um, a few of these organizations are Intel, who has made um, over $500 million commitment. Um, we have Logitech. Um, and we have Standard Chartered, who are in the early stages, so they're calling themselves rising to the challenge. <laughs> That's um, good, yeah. <laughs> we have organizations like Unilever, P&G, J&J, all of whom um, are definitely very committed to buying from women-owned businesses, and hopefully we're going to have many more come in over the next year. 
As you mentioned, this is a very visible public commitment. So how will these commitments be tracked? So during this first year, we're going to be tracking the number of members that make a statement publicly. So in the form of specific dollars or a percentage of spend or funding that will advance their supplier diversity and inclusion efforts. We're going to post this up on our website. And this is a very important first step not just because of the public commitments made, but also because each organization is going to do this in their own way. So we need this first year to figure out the different and best ways to track publicly. As we move into 2022, we anticipate being able to accumulate dollar spend commitments. So um, we will then help these member buyers walk the talk by finding suppliers through our own database of women-owned businesses that meet their sourcing needs, and because this is a very, very important component of the implementation of their, their commitment. Mm. And it's a core activity for WeConnect International because we make those business introductions, help women-owned businesses to better pitch their products and services, and op- obtain feedback from member buyers as they, as they get exposed to these women-owned businesses. So, for example, something cool that we'd, we've been doing for three years now is mm-hmm. that we partner with Procter & Gamble around the world mm-hmm. to train women business owners on how to best pitch to large corporate organizations um, and you know, also strengthen their own financial strengths, their you know, human resources, how to leverage technology, etc. Moody's Corporation has committed to helping women uh, with access to finance, so you know, understanding all the financial documents, um, all of that that then feeds into these businesses being able to seek adequate um, funding to work with large organizations. And so then that feeds into obviously helping these organizations meet their commitments, which we will track year on year. Well, great to hear how We Connect is helping foster diversity. I want to come back to the um, Rise to the Challenge campaign. So we are talking about We Connect, which is a non-profit working to improve supply chain diversity. And this year, they've launched a Rise to the Challenge campaign to urge MNCs, big companies and corporations to publicly commit to a project to advance opportunities for female-owned businesses or a specific spend target. Uh, Mini, what are the benefits of diversifying a company's supply chain for companies sitting on the edge uh, wondering whether they should take this challenge up or not what do you say to them about the benefits of diversifying their company's supply chain well especially now post-covid one of the things that has been proven is that diversifying a supply chain makes it more resilient Mm -hmm. make sure you're finding the most competitive suppliers the most innovative suppliers Um, the suppliers that can take you forward in this new normal. Uh, But in addition to that, organizations that show diversity in their supply chain, um, they spend 20% less in their procurement operations and reap a 125% return on that. So this is just very, very good business. But in addition, you are also helping these women-owned businesses grow. And for every contract they get, they grow 200%. And because these women-owned businesses then go on to hire more women as part of their workforce, um, reinvest 90% of whatever they earn into building their families and their communities, you also have an amplified community impact. Many are female businesses, though, equipped to service large supplies? Absolutely. Um, Most of these women-owned businesses 
are started by people who are extremely, extremely qualified in what they do. Um, they are agile, they're effective, um, they're competitive. And this is not something that I'm saying. This is feedback that we get from the corporations we work with. Um, all of them have said that the women business owners they work with do the work in half the time. They are quote competitively. They are very innovative in the way they address, um, you know, whether it's products or services. So there is only a benefit to working with them. And for those of them that are not ready as yet, that's where We Connect International works with programs, like I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. to build their capacity such that they are business ready and uh, able to meet the requirements of these large organizations. And finally, Minnie, how do you think enabling uh, female-owned businesses in this way, if more companies in Singapore did rise to the challenge, how could this possibly impact Singapore's economy? So women-owned businesses in Singapore only account for 27% of um, total business enterprises. 27%? Of total business enterprises, okay. yes. Mm-hmm. And 13% of total sales. So the first number is comparable with the percentage of women-owned businesses in other countries. But the latter is less than half the global average. So if you invest in them and enable their growth that can actually increase the size of Singapore's economy by as much as $95 billion, which is 20% of our GDP. And think how good that will be for us, especially in a post-pandemic situation. Great to speak with you. She's Mina Lini Venkatachalam, WeConnect International's Regional Director for Southeast Asia and Oceania. We've been finding out how WeConnect is challenging members to commit to specific procurement spends for women-owned businesses. I'm Michelle Martin. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.